0: Welcome everybody, this is episode 5 of the podcast, welcome to the show, I'm your host Fu, I'm recording this on a Monday morning, I just finished the gym, I went for a nice walk, I had some Subway for breakfast actually, and uh, today we're going to get right into it. So first of all, I want to thank you all for the the incredible support, Uh, I can't believe we're at episode 5 already, you know, 5 weeks of podcasts and plenty more to come. Um, I have guests on the way that I'm scheduling at the moment and uh, hopefully I can get them on soon. Uh, so that way, it's not just all me that you're hearing, but the people that I bring on as well. So today's topic, and if you've read the title, if you're looking listening on Spotify or YouTube, today's topic is mental health, depression, and anxiety. And uh, this topic really hits home for me because this is something that I've dealt with pretty much my entire life. Um, I've had many, many experiences with depression, anxiety, and other things. And uh, before we get into that, I just want to put a disclaimer out there that as we embark on this conversation, I want to make it very clear that I am not a mental health professional. I am not a licensed psychologist, psychiatrist. I am just a person offering ideas and perspectives. And please do not consider this professional medical advice on mental health. All it is, is just a person sharing ideas, perspectives, and advice. And I would highly recommend that if you are going through a crisis, if you are suffering from anything related to mental or physical challenges i highly recommend you go and seek professional help because that is the best thing that you can do for yourself to look after yourself and to also you know continue to live in this precious life that we have so i just wanted to put that out there disclaimer that i am not a mental health professional i'm just a regular person with my own ideas and perspectives but i will try my best to provide the best information that i can but ultimately it is up to you to go and get the professional help that you may need And they are the ones to professionally take care of you. So we'll get right into it. Uh, We're talking about mental health. Uh, You know, over the last 20 years, I would say mental health has become a more prominent topic in the world. Uh, If you think back to even just like the times of the 50s or the Victorian era, much before the baby boomers, or we think about like, even like the 90s, uh, the early 2000s, mental health was a pretty taboo topic for many people. Um... It was almost like a sense of shame to admit that you're suffering from something in the lines of mental health, because in different countries in the world, different cultures, uh, we're going to have different value systems and different beliefs about things. And a lot of the time, people who do have mental health challenges will not bring it up due to the judgment and shame that they'll experience by the environment or the people around them. So I can tell you from my own personal experience, um, I am a person who was clinically diagnosed. So I went to go see a therapist. I actually saw two therapists in the last 10 years. Um, the first one was in 2015 and early 2016. I saw a therapist and I was diagnosed with clinical depression and anxiety. And that was a big revelation for me because I always knew, I always knew something was off. You know, it's a very deep instinctual feeling. And I always knew there was something off about me, you know, like just, I'm not just a sad person. Like it's not just a matter of, Oh, I feel bad emotions. No, this is something a lot deeper and serious. It wasn't until that I got therapy during a very bad time in my life. You know, I was at my wits end. Don't worry. It's not as dangerous as it sounds, but I was suffering. I was suffering nonstop from the moment I opened my eyes to the moment I closed them. The only time I felt relief was when I was asleep, but the moment I opened my eyes, I was suffering. So I have had clinical depression and anxiety all throughout my life. I still have depression and anxiety, but I've managed to get a hold of it. Um, It's in what's called stable remission right now, meaning that I'm pretty much healed, but the battle's never over. So before I go deeper into the conversation, I do want to provide some definitions. I do think this is very important. So we have to ask ourselves, what is depression? Or what is anxiety? Now, according to psychiatry.org, here's a definition that they have of depression. Uh, depression or major depressive disorder is a common and serious medical illness that negatively affects how you feel, the way you think and how you act. It is treatable. Uh, depression causes feelings of sadness and or loss of interest in activities you once enjoyed. It can lead to a variety of emotional and physical problems and can decrease your ability to function at work and at home. Uh, here's a a couple of symptoms that I'm just going to name. I'm not going to name all of them, but it could be feeling sad or having a depressed mood. Um, you find yourself having a loss of interest in activities that you once enjoyed. Uh, you can find changes in appetite, sudden weight loss or gain, unrelated to dieting, trouble sleeping or sleeping too much, loss of energy or increased fatigue, increase in purposeless physical activity, um, feeling worthless or guilty, difficulty thinking, concentrating or making decisions, and thoughts of very dark things. According to the statistics, depression affects an estimated one in 15 adults, one in 15 adults in any given year, and one in six people will experience depression at some time in their life. So we can see here that this is a very serious thing. Um, there's a lot of statistics in the world right now, uh, that are showing, uh, according to, for example, according to the global mental health statistics, um, 970 million people around the world struggle with some mental illness or drug abuse, one in four people will be affected by a mental illness at some point in their lives. 14.3% of deaths worldwide or approximately 8 million deaths each year are attributed to mental disorders and challenges. So I do think it's very important that we do talk about depression and anxiety. Now, like I said, I'm not a professional. I'm only going to share my experiences. And right now I'm just Providing a baseline for the conversation. Uh, the next thing we'll talk about is anxiety. Anxiety is something that I've pretty much had my entire life, and it wasn't until I had my recent diagnosis last year that I have attention deficit hyperactive disorder, impulsiveness, impulsiveness, binge eating disorder, alcohol use disorder, and generalized social anxiety. So I've I've got the gauntlet. Um, obviously there's people out there who have it worse than me, but I can just tell you from my own personal experience. I've been dealing with this my whole life and I'm still getting a grip of it, but I do want to provide some information that might help you. So here's a definition for anxiety um, according to apa.org. Anxiety is an emotion characterized by feelings of tension, worried thoughts, and physical changes like increased blood pressure. People with anxiety disorder disorders usually have recurring intrusive thoughts or concerns. They may avoid certain situations out of worry. They may have also have physical symptoms such as sweating, trembling, dizziness, or rapid heartbeat. Anxiety is not the same as fear, but they're often used interchangeably. Anxiety is considered a future-oriented, long-acting response, broadly focused on diffuse threat, Whereas fear is an appropriate present orientated and short-lived response to a clearly identifiable and specific threat. Now, there's a lot of words there, but yeah, um, I'm sure if you're listening to this, you may have experienced anxiety. And I'll tell you just from just a person to person that you can get through it and it's not going to be easy, but you can do it. So one of the issues that we have uh, in modern society when it comes to mental health is that access to mental health care is going to be very different country to country um i'm from australia i'm i live in a country where mental health care is available uh a lot of medical care is available for us through the systems systems that we have now if you're in a different part of the world and you listen to this this may not be the same experience for you so all i can ask and i hope and pray for is that you can get the help that you need i hope it's accessible for you now, for me, though, it wasn't uh, it wasn't cheap. I had to spend a lot of money to go get my diagnosis. It was also a very long process to get my um, appointment and diagnosis. But in the end, I'm glad I did it because I have the answers to the things that have been troubling me for such a long time. So I'll give you guys a bit of a rundown of my history with depression and anxiety. So I've had multiple nervous breakdowns and mental breakdowns throughout my life. Um, a lot of it can be tied back to my untreated ADHD, but it wasn't just that, um, to tell you the truth, I suffered a lot of trauma throughout my life. Um, I had a lot of panic attacks growing up as a kid. Uh, I had a lot of, you know, just ruthless experiences. I was bullied. I experienced racism, mental, physical abuse. Uh, I was, I suffered a lot of trauma throughout my life and in that trauma, I developed a very Unhealthy coping mechanisms, uh, such as binge eating, uh, relying on different alcohols and substances to get me through. And it wasn't until I went through a long, long 15 plus year journey that I was able to turn it around. And then in recent years, actually get professional help to help me win the battle against the evil or darkness that I was experiencing inside. And I came through the form of therapy. So, And the scary thing is, is um, I'll tell you guys the story of how I had my first panic attack. Uh, I remember it was year seven music camp. So if you didn't know, I was a musician throughout high school. I played many instruments, including the guitar, trombone, drums, and keyboard. And I remember we went to music camp and this was one of the first panic attacks I ever experienced. And the, the scary thing is, is if you don't know what you're experiencing, it can be very confusing. I only know in hindsight that a lot of these things that I was experiencing that I was so confused about, were panic attacks. They were anxiety attacks. Very severe anxiety attacks. And I was trying to explain to people what I was experiencing. They're just like, oh, what's wrong with you? I'm like, I don't know. I just can't breathe properly. Everything feels wrong. And they're like, oh, just stop being weird. You know, and I, and I was just like, no, it's like there's, there's something wrong. And like, I just couldn't express it. I was uninformed. I didn't know what I was dealing with. So it was year seven music camp. And we went around what's called a campfire. Uh, people were playing guitar and there was probably about 50 to 100 of us, 100 of us around this uh, campfire. And I remember one of the year 12 students was playing the guitar. And I'll never forget, I sat down and I looked at the flames. And then all of a sudden, everything felt wrong. I found it hard to breathe. I couldn't concentrate. Uh, my focus was dispersing all over the place. And I was having a panic attack. I didn't know what it was. I just sat there and I just swallowed, my, swallowed it, basically. I just sat there and dealt with it. But afterwards, I was so exhausted. I was just... I couldn't explain it. Now, all throughout high school, um, I experienced a lot of bullying. Um, you know, being a minority, being a Vietnamese kid, in a predominantly, you know... In a school where there's not many Asian kids, I was pretty much singled out many times. Um, I got told to F off. Uh, go back to my own country. You don't belong here. You're fat, ugly, stupid. Nobody likes you. And if you know, if you're a kid right? You're, you're a young kid being bullied by other kids. And that, that, that really hurt. Like I, I, I'm still healing from some of these words that I heard, you know, on repeat to made to feel absolutely worthless. And it, it, it was very, it was a very terrifying time for me as a young kid, you know, who came from a Catholic primary school where I didn't really experience a lot of that to go and go into a public high school where I was bullied endlessly for years. Now, there was times where people would, you know, leave me alone, but I was pretty much bullied emotionally and I was also physically abused as well. I was beaten up, bashed, you know, many times by people, you know, I had black eyes, I had bruises all over my body and, you know, that's unfair, you know, that's really, really unfair. I didn't deserve that. But at the same time, you know, I made it through that. I'm a survivor. And if you're a person who's being bullied and you're being traumatized right now through anything that's going through your life and you're still here... I promise you, you're a survivor and you are stronger than you can possibly imagine. It takes a lot of courage and bravery to go through that kind of pain. It does. It takes so much bravery and so much just love within yourself to go through something so scary like that. And a lot of people who suffered trauma early in life carry that trauma with them into their adulthood. And it will surface in mental health disorders. It will surface in addictions and like, and they're trying to work through the pain that they have. So I'm just trying to provide some context, like through all the things that I've experienced, I now live a life that's a lot healthier. I now live a life that's a lot better. Uh But I did have to go through a lot of things. So I remember, you know, many times I had panic attacks, anxiety attacks, uh mad, depressive episodes. And sometimes, like, I remember, like there was a one year period where every day I woke up, Everything felt wrong. You know, it was like an overnight experience where like I opened my eyes and everything felt wrong and I had no explanation for it. I didn't know what it was back then. I just knew something was wrong. Eventually somebody recommended I go seek therapy. And this is something, you know, like I said earlier in the conversation that, you know, you may have grown up in a culture where mental health is never talked about. It's not even brought up as a topic. It's weak to think about mental health. Oh, just be strong. You know, you know, oh, none of that's real, but you know, if we look statistically, there are up to a billion people in the world right now who are suffering from some kind of mental disorder or mental challenge, or a challenging time in their life, and they're just coping, they're just surviving, they're just trying to get by. So I know it's a very dark episode, um, but I'm am gonna leave it into a positive light. I promise. So here's here's where everything changed for me. Uh, it was late 2015, early 2016. I started getting therapy. I saw. I was so lucky. That the person that I referred, I was referred to was one of the best in the the entire field. This The therapist that I saw had over 30 years experience. And I'll never forget what the therapist said to me. I came in. I explained everything. I went through the analysis that they do. Which is like a whole one hour process. And he basically said, yeah, you have depression and anxiety. But you can beat this. If you work with me, we can beat this. So... Now, this is not uh, professional therapy advice for you. This is just what I went through and how I was able to overcome it and continue to overcome it. Uh, but it basically, for me, in my specific case, this is what we went through. So, the therapist asked me, okay, so we now know what we're dealing with. There are ways to treat this. My first question to you is, do you want to try medicine to help with the therapy? Now, at the time, I was very against medicine. I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't want medicine. If I could go back, maybe I should have went on it, you know. But at the end of the day, I was able to get through it. Uh, but now, in hindsight, I often think maybe I should have taken the help that I needed. But I was still very prideful in myself and not wanting to, you know, take on certain medicines to, you know, overcome things. But if you need the help, you need the help. That's life, right? So it was broken down into three stages. The first stage is we need to fix my insomnia. Now. In a lot of cases, in most cases, and I'm not saying this is the cure for everything. In most cases, people that can fix their sleeping issues will resolve many, many of the mental health challenges that they have. You will find most of the time there is a direct correlation between someone's level of mental health and their quality of sleep. So this is something that my therapist went through with me and he knew that I'm a logical thinker he knew that i come from a scientific background so he gave me the information i needed and he said we can work through this in many ways uh we can begin with how you think through and working on how you think how your mind actually works through cognitive behavioral therapy cbt or we can do something that i think would be very tremendously beneficial for you which is how about we fix your sleep now i'm not a sleep expert i'm still trying to figure out my sleep Uh, What I will suggest, instead of me doing a whole episode on how to improve your sleep today, um, I'll just give you some pointers. Uh, Number one is I'd highly recommend you check out a book. I think it's by Ariana. Uh, Let me quickly Google this while I talk to you guys. Uh, Ah, yeah. It's called The Sleep Revolution by Ariana Huffington. I'm pretty sure that's her name. And I read this book many years ago, and it helped me a lot. So I'll, I'll repeat it again. The book is called... The Sleep Revolution by Ariana Huffington. She wrote a really good book on how to improve your sleep. Now, because I think that'll be more beneficial for you than me just, you know, briefly touching over it. Uh, But the main gist of it is this. If you can improve your sleep, like let's say you're averaging two to four hours of sleep per night, if you're able to improve that and make your sleep go up to the recommended hours of seven to eight hours per night, a lot of the time, many of the mental health challenges that you may be facing... will will resolve themselves because our bodies are also our own medicine. We can heal ourselves. It doesn't mean it's guaranteed, doesn't mean it's going to be easy, but there is usually a direct link between the quality of your sleep and your mental health. So that's what I did. Uh, The first couple of months, we pretty much worked on my sleep, my sleeping habits, how I prepare for bed, uh, making sure that the environment that I'm in is nice and cool and dark, uh, make sure there's no unnatural light. Uh, Making sure that I try and sleep at the same time every night. You know, I, sometimes I don't necessarily do that these days. I still sleep pretty decently. I wish I I could definitely improve it, but ultimately your circadian rhythm, which is like your sleep and wake cycle has to be consistent. So the first thing is, is if you can improve your sleep, you do have a good chance to improve your mental health. Now, the second thing that I went through was, this was a big one was cognitive behavioral therapy and He gave me like this big breakdown of how it works, but ultimately what it comes down to is something called mindfulness. So it's called mindfulness, uh, your ability to be present in the moment. So especially when it comes to something like anxiety, anxiety is your mind in, now this is just my own like personal definition. There's better definitions out there is your mind is either too far into the future or too far in the past. Your mind is either too far into the future or too far in the past. And the problem with that is you can't solve things in the future and you can't change the past. And when you can't solve it, you get anxiety. Now, a little experiment for you. And I learned this from Jewel Kilcher is look at your hands right now. If you have hands, (laughs) I I apologize if you don't. Um, And if that came across insensitive. Uh, But let's just say for the everyday normal person, let's say you have hands in front of you. One hand and hold them in front of you. This is what I'm doing right now. You may not be able to see me, but I'm doing it right now. And you'll notice that when you look at your hands, they're in front of you. I know it sounds so basic and a bit strange even, but follow your hands. Just follow your hands for a little bit. All right. Do they move to the left? Do they move to the right? Is your pinky finger actually shorter or longer than your ring finger uh, do you have patterns in your hands do you have lines in your hands and the more you do this you'll find that you will start paying attention to the present moment and another thing is is that you will find that it's it gets hard to concentrate uh, the, it's like your mind wants to go think somewhere else like you're looking at your hands and then you look out the window you're looking at your hands and you're about to look at your phone but practice being present in the moment just like that just look at your hands follow your hands i learned this from jewel Kelcher. she's a very famous singer Uh, She wrote a really good book called uh, Never Broken. And that's another book. I'll, I'll give you guys some book recommendations in the future as well. Maybe a whole list in the Discord server. So mindfulness, your ability to be in the present moment. And it starts with paying attention to the actual moment you're in. And not just that, but also to the emotions and thoughts that you have right now. So a lot of the time when it comes to depression, anxiety, and especially for myself, I have to learn to snap out of living in the future or dwelling on the past and think about in this very moment right now, is anything actually wrong? No, it actually isn't. I'm fine. You know, as long as your situation's taken care of, like you got a roof over your head, you got food to eat, your physical health is okay, you can get through it. So, right now in this very moment, is there a problem right now, empirically right now? There might be. But you know what? If it's a problem right now, maybe it's something you can solve. Okay, so I'll move on to the next thing. One, one more thing is uh, it's very important that you just take the time to figure out what are your triggers. Uh, for some people, it could be overstimulation, too much noise. Uh, they need a bit of quiet time. Uh, for some people, it's stress. Like your job's very stressful. Uh, your something in your relationships is very stressful. Uh, you could be going through just like a very dark time in general. But if you can understand your triggers, you can address them. doesn't mean you're going to solve it right away. But the most important thing is the awareness factor. Being able to be aware of what's going on gives you the best chance to overcome it. So I think I'm going to turn this into a multi-series episode because mental health, depression, anxiety, this could probably take a couple hundred episodes, like realistically to cover everything. Uh, But I just wanted to put it out there um, that this is a very serious topic and my goal is to try and help as many people as I can. And I will still recommend you go seek professional help. Um, I just wanted to provide you guys some history to what I've been going through, what I am going through, and how I'm on the winning side. So uh, the good news is, is uh, when you do start getting the help that you need, things can change, things can get better. And I'm gonna you, gonna, going to give you an analogy that has worked for me. Um, I often think of mental health challenges as like playing tug of war. If, do you know what tug of war is? It's like... Uh, Two people uh, on opposing sides pulling a rope. And whoever pulls the rope harder and longer usually wins. Now, I imagine myself against the darkness within, um, the mental health challenges within. And for years, it felt like I was playing tug of war against someone else, like the darkness within, that was just too strong. No matter how hard I tried to pull the rope back, the darkness was too strong. The depression, anxiety was too strong. But over time, by getting help with other people coming into my life, like therapists, good friends, my family, you know, supportive people, other people began to hold the rope with me and pull the rope with me. And by doing that, you're not alone. You can overcome this. And now these days, I feel like I have an army with me pulling the rope against the darkness within that I experience. And, you know, for the past few years, my life has tremendously changed a lot. Even in the last year when I got my ADHD diagnosis, even earlier this year when I had more episodes of depression and anxiety, right now my life is better than than it's ever been and it continues to get better because I'm not fighting the war inside alone anymore. There are other people out there who can help you and I really hope you consider getting the help that you can get if it's accessible to you. So I'll leave you with uh, two more things. Um, so as you know, uh, if you listen to my last episode, I am very open about my faith. I'm a Christian. I believe in God, Father, the Almighty. <laughs> now, this may not be for you, but I wanted to share with you something called a Psalm. So this is Psalm 94:19, And, you know, think of it like a quote. When anxiety was great within me, your consolation brought joy to my soul. When your anxiety was great within me, your consolation brought joy to my soul. Psalm ninety four nineteen. Now this one, I'll go much deeper later on, but I just wanted to share that with you. Uh, the next thing is, and the last thing I'll leave you with is if you have people in your life that you care about, I, I recommend checking in with them. You know, it could just be as simple as sending them a message on Facebook or sending them a text message. Say, Hey, how's everything going? Because sometimes the happiest people on the exterior may be suffering on the inside and you would never know about it. Like, some of the more scariest cases is when, you know, you have an all of a sudden person that, you know, you know, enter a crisis and you never would have expected it. Cause they always seem so happy, but just understand that some of the strongest people on the outside are hurting just as much on the inside. So check up on them, send a message. Hey, how you been? I've been doing this t- with my friends too. I'll just send them a quick message. Hey, everything's going. And sometimes just checking in can just make such a tremendous difference. It really can. Um, so I just wanted to put that out there. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening to the episode. Um, I know it was a lot deeper, a lot darker. I hope it didn't trigger you in any way. And I, like I said, I'm not a mental health professional, but please go seek the help that you can. Um, I do want to follow up on this topic in future episodes, but this one, I just wanted to put some topics out there, some statistics, uh, some things that I experienced, just to kind of just jog your mind. Because if you are going through something like this, I just the one goal that I have at the end of this whole episode, if you listen all the way through, is if you are going through any form of mental health challenge, depression or anxiety, please go get the help that, that's out there. If it's available to you, please get the help. If there's someone that you trust and you can talk with, please talk to them. You do not have to go through this alone. I know life can be really, really tough. I know life can beat you to the ground sometimes. But if you can land on your back and you can look up, you can get up. All right? You land on your back, you can look up, you can get up. If there's any setbacks that you're having in life, having in life, understand that a setback is a setup for a comeback and you will get through this. Okay. So guys, thank you for listening. Uh, If you're listening on YouTube, don't forget to drop a like and a comment. Let me know what you think. Uh, If you're listening on Spotify or any of the other podcast platforms, please leave a review. It'll help the channel grow and reach more people. And hopefully we can make a positive, empowering impact. And uh, once again, thank you all for allowing me to just sit and have a chat with you. You know, ultimately that's what I'm doing. I'm just here. Just another person just talking, you know, and I'm glad there's someone out there listening and uh, it means a lot to me. So take care, peace out. We're all going to get through this. If you're going through any kind of struggle, any kind of pain, just know that there are, there is help out there and somebody loves you and somebody cares for you. They do. Sometimes I may not feel that way, but help is possible. So take care, peace out. Please look after yourselves. Hope you have a tremendous week and I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you guys.